Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Oh, fuck. I completely missed the post yeah, on that one. Yeah, you blew one. that by like an hour. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beer Reviewed Journal, a beer podcast for the discerning imbibist. I'm your friendly neighborhood bartender, McKenneth Blue. And I'm Matt Knotts. I am uh, I am present and accounted for tonight. Uh, and I'm so glad that you are, Matt, because what we have planned tonight is uh, really spectacular. Um we are going to do some Canadian macro loggers and in deference to our friends to the North, uh, we are going to follow their policy of, of having everything in English and French. Uh, Matt, you have, uh, agreed to do all of the live translating into French, into French. Um, so if you could just, you know, restate everything I've just said, uh, but in French, that would be great. Je m'appelle McKenneth Blue. Je t'aime la merde dans la bibliothèque. Ah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it has been maybe 10 years since I, I took a French course, but I'm pretty sure you're spot on. Je voudrais acheter une bicyclette, s'il vous plaît. Uh, spotless uh, pronunciation. Like, it, it's really just like having a show with a native speaker. J'ai été un glace de chocolat. Por favor. It's really such a beautiful <laughs> language. <laughs> oh, God. I took like six years of that shit. I don't remember... Fuck all. I got nothing. I think I actually kind of formatted oh, okay. some of that, right? <laughs> uh, uh, of course, I have to translate for right. you, um, which is just. And for our French Canadian friends, tabernacle. Ugh. Well, so. We uh, we are doing Canadian beers tonight. We are starting out with uh, Canadian macro pilsner. It's Labatt Blue. Yeah. Get into it. Oh, I'm going to grip it and rip it, baby. Listen to that big, big gas station can. 
<laughs> it is it is a pint and a half uh, at least. If it's an inch, Kenneth, those are two measurements that have nothing to do with each it other. It is at least seven hundred and fifty milliliters. Mm-hmm. Of imported beer. Is it how many milliliters? Was I right? Um, you said seven hundred and fifty. Yeah. You were wrong. How far off? It is uh, 40. It is 710 not, milliliters. Not too bad. Not too bad. No, no. I mean, let's see here. This has a nice uh, pale golden color and a thick old Ooh, head on You know it. what I should do? At least the way I'm pouring it. What are you going to do? I'm going to go visit our friends at Labette.com, LabetteUSA.com, and see what they say about Labette Blue. Please do, because I want to uh, get a photograph of this one for the gram. And, uh, ooh, burp. That's right. We're only one sip in, and that's the burp. Burp is the word. It's your drinking game for tonight. Every time you hear a burp, take a drink. Or burp yourself. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you choose how you care to uh, drink along with us. Um, so, I mean, you know, in terms of like your personal experience with the bat blue, what, what, what is that? Um, usually a moderate to large size concert venue. Usually about yeah. $14 for the coin that you have in your hand. <laughs> usually a tremendous headache at the end of the night. Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty similar for me for most of that. I I don't usually get a a headache off of it. I have to say, though, like, um, I mean, we've talked previously on the show about the Labatt Blue Citra that they put out a year or year and a half ago. And like you were not a fan. I I thought it was pretty. I mean, it's my opinion is if you enjoy Palmolive, you'll enjoy Labatt Blue Citra. If you were the kid that enjoyed getting your mouth washed out with soap as a child, <laughs> you no, might I, like I, I, Labatt Blue Citra. <laughs> you might like if oh, you yeah. okay. were the kind of kid. See, I've been I've been trying to put a Canadian accent into my head all day for that one second that I did. At the you top know what? There. It was priceless. And now I can't do a. Now I can't do Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone so far north, you can no longer go south. <laughs> See, this is the thing. This is why I like Canada because there's only so far north you can go, and it you know it's before Canada. you move back around again, and you're standing next to penguins. What are you trying to say here? I just I don't want to be in Foxworth country. Although I mean, um, if you end up in Calgary. Alberta, Canada, you're also kind of in Foxworthy territory. So you're almost boxed in. No, that's you know? true. So Labatt Blue, it's a Canadian pilsner. It's the world's best-selling Canadian beer brewed with the finest ingredients, including renowned Halatau hops, two-row malted barley, and pure Canadian barley. That's two kinds of barley, folks. Labatt Blue has a clean, refreshing taste with distinct hop aroma, delicate fruit flavor, and a slightly sweet aftertaste. Hmm. Uh, the next line down, uh, product finder, and then proudly brewed in Canada. 
I don't know what product finder means. Oh, it's how you can locate Labatt. Look in a gas station. Basically, you can click on that, and it just takes you to gasbuddy.com. Yeah. Um, Do do you get a a fruit note? Hmm. Let me see. This one. I mean, I don't get a distinct hop aroma. I just kind of get cardboard on the nose. This smells just like being at the bug jar. Um, yeah. But I have to say, like, my memory of Labatt Blue is a lot worse than what I'm drinking yeah, I mean, right now. There's a reason you can drink like nine of these. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's it's inoffensive. That's a good way to put it. Inoffensive is exactly it. It's um, it's not as watery as the Coors Light that we – I was going to say that we enjoyed – in the last program. Uh, but I feel like that's a bridge <laughs> that too far. Be, that yeah. We don't we don't we've we've agreed not to lie to people anymore. <laughs> Brucey bonus points. If you can go back into the, the the shows in the past and figure out which one we didn't like. Yeah. We will buy you a beer and meat space. Um yep. But I mean, in terms of like uh, pilsners and lagers that we've had, like, I don't know, I, I would put this in the top half of them, but we haven't done like a ton of them on the show. Yeah, this, this is, uh, yeah, that, um, to to steal from the, the great Josh Mordecai, this is, um, it's a canoe beer. I see. I, I, I think it's got more to it than that. It's not fucking near water. Mm. It's it, It's got taste. I suppose it's very, I, I will say this. It's kind of dry. I don't get, I don't get the fruit out of it. I don't get sweet out of it. No, but it, it tastes like, it, it tastes like what you would expect a macro beer sure. to taste like, but not in like an unpleasant no, way. It, it's not natural ice. Let's, you know, right. Let, let's put the tiger on the table. I mean, and talk I, to I it. feel like that's not what it is, but. Right. Like, I mean, you know, when we did the the American macros uh, last year, um, you know, a couple of. Well, no, actually, I'm sorry. Like, we both enjoyed Miller Lite and I know I am. Uh, God, <laughs> it begins. <laughs> I know I enjoyed the uh, the Bud Heavy. Tonight's episode of the Beer um, Review Journal is brought to you by Rick and Morty season five. <laughs> This is going to be fucking unlistenable. <laughs> what, what, what would change tonight from any other nights? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but like, you know, the the Budweiser had a lot of uh, a lot, uh, like a surprising amount of complexity to the uh, the sure. flavor profile. This one, I, I feel like not so much, but it's it's a lot better than I remember it being like I have avoided blue light for years. Cause I don't remember it being very good. Well, this um, is not blue light though. This is, this is high test blue. This is regular blue. No, that, that's true. And I, I, I may have, I meant to your, say regular your, your, blue. Your namesake. Um, there was blue light and what's your namesake sorry? beer. My namesake. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. There was occasionally some blue light in the house, but more often it was, uh, it was regular, you know, Labatt yeah. blue. Um, 
But um, yeah, I just, my parents would buy beer so that they could have it for band meetings at their house. So they would buy like an 18 pack and it would sit around for a year and a half because only one or two of them would get drank, drunk at, you know, a band meeting until I snuck down to the basement and started drinking. <laughs> so yeah, they, they, they were skunky and gross, I mean, but uh, that's your first beer experience. It should be skunky and gross. By the way, I don't know if we. Yeah, Ooh, there's yeah. a helicopter. I don't know if we've talked about this in past episodes. Uh, McKenna's parents were a part of the uh, one of the first Kiss cover bands in in the Northeast. Um, it was pretty great. What were they called? Snoggin. Do you remember? Snoggin. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I pulled that right out of the ass. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it, man. Like I'm, I'm actually kind of Thanks. proud of you. Me too. Because it's like, you know, the the Scottish word for yeah, making out. Exactly. So yeah, that that that's the real that's, band, right? You, your folks were in a, a you're, they're in a Scotch band. Did you say a Scotch yeah, band? They play Scotch music. No, they're in a Scottish band. Scottish is a people. Scotch yeah, is a said. drink. Yeah, whatever. No, they're in the Rochester Scottish Pipes and Drums. Are you trying to see the legs on that? I'm. I'm. Yeah, it, there really no, aren't any. <laughs> this this beer is uh, Canadian Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> um, but uh, it's not bad. Like I don't know. Like I, I, this is the thing though. Like I, I don't picture myself going and buying a case of this, uh, for like a cookout or whatever, because I want people to like better beer than this, but it's not I really bad. thought that was going a different direction. I thought it was going to be, I buy different beer because I want people to like me. Um, but yeah, no, this isn't bad. <laughs> no, I couldn't give a shit if people like me. Like I, I'm a difficult person yeah, to like, man. Met. Yeah. Um, but uh, like like this passes the uh, like the normal person test. I feel like if I was at a normal person's house and they had a cooler full of beer, um, and it was like this or I don't know, fucking Trulies, like I'd be happy with this. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a time and place. I'm not above drinking a seltzer every now and again. I know you're not, and it's disappointing to me every but day. Now, here's the thing, and we'll get into it more in a, a future episode um, when we do our seltzer episode this summer, because that's the hot beverage of the summer is the spiked seltzer. No, no, the hot beverage is what's coming to the top Good of my grief. throat every 30 seconds. Jesus Christ. What the <coughs> fuck did you eat? Magma? Yeah, this this is a dead. Oh, beer. for sure. This is a lawnmower beer. It is a football Sunday beer. Yeah. It is a get drunk and listen to old Steely Dan records beer. This is a you're seeing a concert in Tor- Toronto and or Buffalo uh, sort of beer. Um, I mean, literally, last concert I went to... Uh, before 
all the the commotion. Um, it, it was a Labatt that I drank at the arena. And yes, Matthew, that that was the Mumford and Sons show in Buffalo. Sumford and Muns. Uh, sounds like you're really enjoying that. That that's the sound I make when I'm enjoying. <laughs> sounds like you're really, <laughs> really enjoying that. Yep. I mean, it is a little bit like, uh, like the uh, the sort of beer that people you know drink when they talk about bad beers. I guess, like, I don't know though. Like, there's only so many different ways for me to say it's like it's not terrible, but it's not great. No, it is 100% mediocre in every way. It is the TGI Fridays of beer. It's the Boston Pizza of beer. It is the, yeah. I'm not, it's, it's the pizza pizza it's not the of, beer. of beer. It's, it's going to be the pizza hut of beers, you know? I don't know though. Cause like a pizza hut, I, if I have more than two slices of that, I am in very real danger of calling Earl on the big porcelain phone. No, later L- that Labatt night. blue does terrible things to me. So. Oh, fair enough. Well, <laughs> I'm glad that you didn't yeah, tell no, me that. It'll be fine. It's always fine. But, you know, nothing says loving than having to take a dump at a concert hall. That's all I'm saying. There's nothing worse than that. You know, you're you're in the stall, you hear some guy blowing lines next to you, and you're just really giving that thing a pounding. It's uh, it's not great. Excellent. Usually there's no toilet paper in there either. Hmm. Well, that's fun. Yeah, it's fun to mosh with an itchy bum. Ew. All of this is getting cut out. Well, that's... <laughs> that's horrifying that's getting cut out no it's not no it's not because i'm going to make constant references back to it <laughs> you're just uh, gonna make my life miserable yeah. more so <laughs> <laughs> more than i already do talking about your itchy asshole in the mosh pit because oh. the there's no toilet paper in the yep. place and you drink a little bit yep um cutting all of it every last bit you're going to have to keep cutting dick tuna, dick tuna. That is a deep cut. If anybody uh, knows what the fuck that's about. I sure don't leave a comment. Yeah, uh, that doesn't surprise me because you don't strike me as a uh, a D&D live actual play podcast listener other than Taz, I guess. Yeah. Oh, mercy me. I had Charlie's for dinner. And I'm already yeah. feeling like I'm going to have to poop. This, this is a very fecal focused show. I don't know. <laughs> this is not the show I thought we were going to have. <coughs> it's, is it ever? No. No, it isn't. Like, there were a couple there that I planned out pretty well ahead of time. <laughs> and, and those were good shows. <laughs> what the fuck happened to those shows? What are you saying? This is not? No, this is fine. I guess. I, I could have put more work in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of the story of our lives, really. <laughs> Why we're uh, here doing a podcast. <laughs> listen, man, like, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm more than two weeks out from it. And just like, I'm just letting shit slide now. Just feeling your oats? I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, you know, I'm gonna go outside. I'm I'm gonna take my mask off and I'm gonna, like, 
I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to punch a Trump supporter. Like, (laughs) you know, just going to have a good time. It's yeah. I think it's, it's going to be vaccinated boy summer. Just go out there, start, you know, punching necks and cashing checks. hundred percent, man. Um, how are you doing with the Labatt blue? I can do a party trick and make it disappear. Yeah. I, I, I took this, uh, this tall boy to, to pound town. Like I, I, I downed that pretty fast. Wow. 1847. They've been around since. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Rick Rand again? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guy who reads the shampoo bottle while he takes a dump. <laughs> Listen, okay, I can't help it that I use Dr. Bronner's in the shower. Like, that's a really, <laughs> that's a lot to read. Oh, God, help me. If I forget to grab something out of my office, like I'm set. Uh, so should we hit the bar? Yes, I, I think we should. Let's let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Okay, nous sommes de retour du bar et nous avons un beer de Montréal. Let's have a Molson, eh? Yeah, let's have a fucking Molson. Tug, give your balls a tug. Um, yeah, we, we've got Molson Canadian uh, for, for number two here. I have to say, Matt, this was the we have money beer when I was in college. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you, you could not buy a... Uh, a six pack of this for uh, the same amount of money as a 30 pack Keystone light. Um, but if you were, if you were feeling yourself and, and you had a little bit extra cash, it was, it was this, it was a six pack, six pack of this. Since 1786, seven generations of our family have continued to make beer the Molson way. With the oh Molson, no, who's the granddad reading his thing on the toilet? With the world's finest hops, yeast, and malted barley, we brew today to inspire tomorrow. John Molson. That was kind of good. I, I I could probably do a Molson commercial, yeah? Yeah. I, I think you could. So what what are we thinking about this one, Matt? It's a definitely a very different flavor profile. So I, I had a sip of one of these a little earlier. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a cooking show. You you, you make one and then you, you pull one out of the oven that's already been made and taste it, right? Um, when I tasted it like a couple hours ago, it tasted like pool water to me. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this goes. Not as much pool water this time. It's very malty. Yes, it, it, it's very malt forward. So, um, I mean, that that's generally speaking, not really my wheelhouse, but um, 
I don't hate it. Like this is taking me back. The, this is taking me back to the, the we've got money days. <laughs> um, it, it's just kind of, you know, it, it's straight down the middle. Uh, it's a, it's a multi logger. Let me ask you this. If Buck beer blue knew that 25 years after he was in college, he graduated in 2008 motherfucker it's not been it hasn't even been 20 years yet Uh, back when you had the option you could get the um the ballantines or the mcsorley's or this um what do you think that that gentleman back in the nixon administration would say um about grown-up McKenna spending $20 a four-pack, allegedly. Uh, you'd probably just be like, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> it's nasty, bitter, uh, hoppy shit. Like, you know, just, yeah. Um, you, you can get 30 <laughs> Miller Lights for for nothing. Um, but... Uh, I'm here to say, like, son, you got to understand, like, there's a lot of very complex and rich uh, things that are that you're missing out on. Um, But at the same time, like, again, if 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 I'm going to a cookout at a norm at a normie's house and they've got like this and Labatt and Truly's in a cooler, I'm, I'm probably reaching for this. Is it the Truly tea? Because Truly tea is pretty all right. Oh, I haven't had that. I've I've yeah. only had like the regular like seltzer, like pineapple or or like whatever the is it like blackberry maybe? Uh, black cherry is probably the one. Yeah, it was black cherry. Um, yeah. I'm not reaching for those. So definitely, future episode we'll have to do seltzers and find the best of the best. I've heard that the Travis Scott one is not super great. Hmm. So we'll, shocking. We'll, we'll take a skip his on- his Big Mac meal was so good. See, what he would do is take the Sprite and pour it in the barbecue sauce and then stir it up and dip his French fries in it. Mm. <sighs> well, so I, I still don't know who he is. Isn't he like a DJ or something? Um, yeah, he's a, a, a an artist of some purport. Um, I'm too old to know this shit. Right, me too. Um, but I am not too old to appreciate a finely crafted... Uh, macro lager from from Montreal. You know why? Um, because it was first brewed in 1786, the year you graduated from college. Yes. Um, <laughs> 150 <laughs> years before my college that I went to was founded. Um, actually, I, I think that would put Oswego being founded in the 1900s sometime, and I don't think that's accurate. Um, in Montreal, Quebec. Montreal, Quebec. Have you ever been to Montreal? I have when I was younger. Me too. Um, Did you visit Le Biodome? I don't remember. Oh, fair enough. I'm going to go with no, maybe. Where is it? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Le Biodome is right near the Olympic Stadium? No. Oh, okay. No, we stayed mostly around Old Town. Gotcha. We also went to Old Town. Okay, so uh, you know what else was? Uh, you know, you know what movie was filmed in uh, Montreal, Matt? Um, it's a very specific one I'm thinking of. 
Um, I'm sure many were filmed there, but I am thinking of the whole nine yards with uh, Matthew Perry and Bruce Willis. Oh, the whole nine yard. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis was in that. Yes, he was. And Amanda Pete. Um, wasn't Matthew Perry in it, too? Matthew Perry and Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, one scene uh, where Bruce Willis is very ang- or Well, it, actually, it's before he is introduced in the film. Matthew Perry gets very upset that he has served a hamburger with mayonnaise on it. Um, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Uh, that cool, refreshing drink. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Call back to like episode two. Um <laughs> My my parents got lunch at that restaurant when we were on that Montreal trip, and my dad had a very gross thing that almost made him barf. I think it was like a, a chicken salad sandwich or something. So your dad was in the whole nine yard? Well, no, he, he, he ate at the same restaurant that that scene was filmed at. Oh. But they, I looked at the menu as like 11-year-old me, and I was like, I would not eat any of this because I was still pretty fluent in French <laughs> at that point. Um, so I was actually very good at French in middle school, um, but so, not so much now. So um, can you ask your dad what Amanda Pete was like? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, we went like a good 10 years before that movie came out. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. he was probably better friends with Bruce Willis on the set then. Um, well, no, because Bruce Willis was. Oh, my my ice settled in my cooler. I hope that wasn't a structural um, iceberg. No, I um, Bruce Willis was uh, kind of a jerk on the set, um, mm. and you know gave the director a very hard time. And um, your you dad know, must have been really do... upset. Yeah, being that he um, was the director of the whole nine yard. Yeah. Um. And then there was the whole thing about, you know, Southwest wanting to charge him for a second seat. And, um, but then he got really into weed. Was this the movie with Bruce Willis? (laughs) Yes. My, my dad is, is Kevin Smith. Um, what were we saying? (laughs) But (laughs) okay. So we've both been to, to Montreal, but only I have been to the biodome. Correct. We, we were in Old Town. Uh, fun fact, um, friend of the show, Josh Mordecai, almost broke his ankle there. Hmm. How do you do that? Fall off the ball washer. Um, no, he was uh, walking down a cobblestone um, street and, and twisted his ankle very badly. Hmm. And we thought we were going to have to take him to L'Hopital. Well, yeah, but you wouldn't have had to pay anything. Yeah, but they would have looked at us funny. We couldn't do anything because, like, we knew French, but we didn't know, like, French-Canadian French. Right. Which was a real, like, bone to pick that my father had while we were there. Yeah. You take all this French, but you don't know the French. I was like, Dad, it's a completely different language. It's not even close. See, I just sort of remember that, uh, like, we stayed at a bed and and breakfast, and we we went with uh, some friends of uh, my mom's, and the uh you know it, it was a, a a husband and wife pair and the husband <laughs> he was like trying to be uh you know like trying to fit in or whatever so like you know every time the uh 
the the people that own the bed and breakfast would like stop over and ask if they needed anything. Uh, you know, they would like set the uh, the French toast down, and he would say bonjour <laughs> instead of you know merci. Wait, would, to, wouldn't it just be toast? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! When you're staying um, at, at <clears throat> Le Lit et Petit Déjeuner. Yes. Um, I need a, uh, a, uh, shit. I can't think of the word for chair. <laughs> I don't, you needed a chair while you were eating your pampered dude. I, I need a chair lunch dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but basically every time the, the person would come over and do something for him, he would say bonjour, which of course means, you know, good day or hello. Hello. Um, so like every time Hello. every time yes exactly you know uh, actually can i get some butter hello. oh yes here you are hello like so you know after a 45 minutes of him coming across as like a slow fifth grader it was just like uh mr harry you're just saying hello every time just just in mercy oh hello <laughs> hello and the the poor people like they're just like oh yes bonjour <laughs> what, is that? What, yeah, what else are they gonna do right <clears throat> at least until the check clears uh-huh. oh god this but was yeah. all my dad also had a legendary moment on this trip oh um, fun this was where we we learned how angry he gets at buffets because it was one of those that had a uh, uh, petit déjeuner de continental, um, where you get the uh, petisserie francais. I don't know. Um, so some guy reached out to grab a, a raisin Danish, picked it up and sniffed at it, like took it and, and put his whole nose on it. <clears throat> and my dad, who looks not unlike uh, Harrison Ford looks at him and growls like, you know, you touched it, you take it. Um, <laughs> to this businessman in his mid-30s. You get out of my buffet. You touched it, you take it. Because I just <laughs> turned my dad into Vince McMahon. Um, but the guy looked so shocked that he just finished fixing his plate and fucked off out of the dining room completely. He went back to his room to eat. My dad shamed him into eating by himself in his room. <laughs> uh, that's fun. So now anytime we go to a buffet, it's always, you touched it, you take it. See, the, the you know, you got to give the guy a little bit of leeway because there wasn't a global pandemic at the time to teach him like that. That's just not right. I don't care. Don't put your nose on anything that you're going to put back for somebody else to eat. I don't want to eat your nose. Right. But you know, it was, it was the nineties. People didn't know better. Early two thousands. Thank you, sir. Okay. Fair enough. I I didn't realize you were in your thirties when this happened. Yes. I traveled all all over the world with my parents in my thirties. I had a very nice windbreaker I wore everywhere I went. Was the kind that folded into its own pocket, so I could carry it with me. <coughs> those are fun. I had one of those. I don't know what happened to it. It was bright <laughs> yellow. <laughs> Did it make that cool? Zit, 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 zit. 
noise when you're walking around? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like George Costanza's pants. Exactly. That made George Steinbrenner so upset. That was every kid in 11th grade that wore umbros. Yeah. Or those cargo pants that uh, zipped off into into shants. Now, see, I that that was uh, too late in the game for me. I was no longer in. I, I was gainfully employed when those came out. Mm. Back in nineteen dickety two. But yeah, it sounded was... like an umbrella factory walking around my uh, my high school. Excellent. It was real weird. So yeah, my dad put the fear of God into get to a guy at a, a buffet. Well, let's talk about some other great uh, Canadian memories, man. Like, like, you know, we're, we're both, you know, essentially um, Western New York natives, mm-hmm. give or take a few years for me. I have Canadian um, family. You do? Yeah. I don't know if I knew that about you. Or, yeah. I mean, you may have told me and I just don't my remember. grandfather on my mother's side, all of his brothers live in Fort Erie or did. I don't know how many of them are left, if any. But yeah, they had a farm in Fort Erie. Um, great stories about that from my parents. My mom and my my uncle used to get left in the backseat of their car while they went out drinking at the bars in Fort Erie. Excellent. Just sitting in the back of an Oldsmobile waiting for him to come back out with a bag of chips while the rest of them got shit hammered in a bar in Fort Erie. <laughs> oh, the 60s. Yeah. Uh. So like, uh, like how much, how much Canadian time have you spent? Mm. Like I imagine probably quite a bit. Well, every summer we'd go up for, a, um, you know, a, a week or so on vacation or long weekends. Um, we'd see that family every now and again. Um, tried to spend a lot of time there, you know, when I was in my early twenties, cause it was like buy one, get one free everything with the exchange rate. I went to see a Toronto Raptors game. That's basketball, McKenna. Um, I know. I have seen shows at the ACC. <laughs> like, I'm familiar. Um, I remember when the uh, Raptors became a franchise. And it was a $12 ticket to go see the Raptors. Wow. Um, Canadian? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Depending on the exchange rate, that's like a $6 ticket. <laughs> Jesus. It was 40%. So, yes, that's exactly what I was. They, they were dog shit at the time. Yeah. Um, but it was fun to go see. Um, yeah. And this was like sitting in a place that was like a bar where you'd sit and they bring you food and drink and stuff. It was awesome for like awesome. $13. Went to my first rave that same weekend. Same, same time. Oh, fun. Real weird. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto's great. I love Toronto. Me too. I love Toronto. I've seen so many shows in Toronto. Goodness. Um, yeah. Charlie coming oof. back on you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen a, I've seen you two there a bunch. I've seen ACDC there uh, once. Um, Weezer, a uh, bunch of shows there. Let's a lot see. of good venues in Toronto. Yeah, I saw the Weaker Thans and um, Constantine's at Lee's Palace, which is great because Lee's Palace is um, one of the venues from Scott Pilgrim. So I get geeked out every time I see that. Nice. Um, oh, I, I saw James's favorite band, Oasis, there. Oh, he loves them. Yeah. His favorite band from Manchester. Yeah, absolutely. Right behind Morrissey. Mm-hmm. Best shows I've seen in Toronto. Best night of music ever was um, my birthday a couple years ago, probably 10 years ago now, if not longer. Um, 
Josh and I went up to Toronto and Fucked Up was playing um, the score to um, a Todd Browning movie um, called West of Zanzibar, which is great. Lon Chaney's in it. It's awesome. And they were doing live score for that. And then right afterward, about a block and a half away, Mike Watt was playing. Nice. So we saw Fucked Up and Mike Watt in the same night. In two different vent. It was great. Excellent. Are you familiar with Mike Watt? Uh, the name is definitely familiar. And I'm pretty sure I've listened to band or bands that he is in. I, I know you've heard at least one song he's played on. Yeah. Because he was on that Kelly Clarkson song. Okay. <laughs> Which one? The the big hit. Um, Stronger? No, the first one, Kelly? like the rock and oh. roll one, whichever one that was. I don't know. I'm hey not, Siri, Kelly Clarkson, I'm not like a Kelly Clarkson guy. This, mm, well, you did work at Old Navy for a while. I figured she'd just be on the soundtrack. The right she probably would have been, yeah. Which one do you want to use to listen to this? I was kidding, Siri. Why are you like this? Uh, let's see. So. So I used to go to uh, Kitchener, Ontario every other week for uh, drum lessons. That was four hours one way. Yeah, no, Kitchener is, yeah. Um, But uh, the thing of it is, uh, Hugh Cameron lived in Kitchener, lives in Kitchener, um, and he is uh, the best snare drummer for, you know, Scottish style drumming in the world. Um, so I was getting lessons uh, with the other members of my, you know, the pipe band from him for a good couple years. So <laughs> two or three years of uh, trips to Kitchener, Ontario every other weekend. You're, uh, yeah. You're basically Canadian at that point. Yeah, essentially. Um, and it was like a four hour lesson. So it was four hours drive, four hour lesson, four hour drive back. That must have been exhausting. Mm. I'm tired just hearing it. There's a reason that I don't play in the band anymore. It's because they robbed me of my childhood. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know. I did get to, uh, we, after we left the, uh, the lesson, uh, we would stop at Moose Winooski's in, um, Kitchener for, for lunch slash dinner. Um, and every time we went, it was my birthday because then I got a free dessert. <laughs> Didn't they catch on at any point? Uh, no, cause I had a good, uh, you know, 24, 25 birthdays at that place. So I'm right. You are actually 53 years old. <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know if they all counted because it, it was not August every time. No, birthdays are counted at Moose Winooski's and Moose Winooski's only. I see. It's a fun place. I, I believe it is still there. Um, there there are animatronic moose heads uh, throughout the restaurant that will talk to you about like dinner specials and stuff. Mm. Um. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you get uh, uh, at least when an, I, I was going there, they would, you know, take your picture with a big old football helmet uh, with moose antlers on it. 
and then you'd spin a like a prize wheel and you know you'd get a brownie with sparklers in it and some ice cream well, that sounds fun it was fun that sounds fun it it was fun sounds fun it was fun i'm looking at their website now um it looks like they've got some some really cool animatronic characters and yeah. and an interesting menu and the driest fucking beans I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not partaking of those. I was eating like a, a barbecue cheeseburger. Shit looks like natto. Holy shit. Yeah. Have you? Uh, you <laughs> please go look at this. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to soak beans before you cook them. Fuck. <laughs> It, the, the the food was pretty good though I, it looks like outside of that the chicken looks good they remind me a little they've got like chicken wings and they look like the old pondo chicken wings it, it was like a step above like an outback steakhouse yeah you I'm know not, i'm not dunking on it by any means it looks great except for those beans yeah but it, it, it was a lot of fun i i would go back if my passport wasn't expired well get your passport i i want to get my passport but I have no need to get a passport currently because I don't think anybody's allowing Americans to go internationally. It's true. Vice versa now, too. Like, yeah, we're just not supposed to go. So there's one in Kitchener and one in Barrie. Yeah. There's two locations. Yep. Um, but I've only ever been to the one in Kitchener. Mm. So I can only speak to that one and I can only speak to how it was, you know, Close to 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. Or if you base it on how many birthdays, 54 years ago. Exactly. Um, yeah. So if you're in the neighborhood, our, our good listening friends in Kitchener, go to Moose Winooski's. Home of the, the free desserts if you're age 10 to 35. And the driest beans in America and Canada combined. Yes. Oh, look at this. You get your kid's meal. Mm-hmm. You get your choice of moose chips, mashed potato, carrots, and celery sticks. I, I'm not ordering the moose chips. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, no. Well, no. I, th- those are probably actual potato chips. It's not like. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm taking a pass. If it says moose chips, I'm not going for it. Okay. You're, you're talking to a guy from Dublin, Georgia. One town over, East Dublin is home to the cow chip tossing festival. What direction is East Dublin in? <laughs> uh, I think it's West of Dublin. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, you, 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 you remember here comes honey boo boo. I know of it. Uh, yeah. One of the first episodes, they, uh, they go to East Dublin for the cow chip tossing festival. That is a real thing where a whole town comes together uh, in admiration of cow shit and its uh, tossability. Yeah, so it does what, right what it says on the tin. I appreciate that. Yeah. And people wonder why I fucking hate being from Georgia. If I could encapsulate it into one little factoid, it's that one town over from me, there was a festival where people like threw cow shit. I mean, at the same time, it's the state that Killer Mike is from. It's the town there. It's it's the state that WCW is from. It's where the KKK is from. Uh, Coca-Cola. Okay, well, they do some things right. The, the Coca-Cola. Way, I should really 
really stress that that is what I'm talking about. Now I'm going to, yes, please do. <laughs> yes. We are only talking about Coca-Cola. So, so let's step out of the bit for a second. What I was doing is naming the positive things about George and McKenneth was naming the negative things. He was more appreciative of the Coca-Cola than the, you know, racial animosity. Significantly yeah. more appreciative. Yes. Um, does not appreciate the other stuff at all. No. At all. However, Coca-Cola, nope. big fans. Big, big fan. Love Every, love Coca-Cola. Hate what they're doing to the environment, um, them and PepsiCo. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I do enjoy the product. I'm not going to try and sit here and pretend that I don't. Me too. As an aside, they finally got it back in the vending machine at work. Oh, Coke Zero? Yeah. Oh, thank God, because it's been Diet Coke for the longest time, and it uh, that is just uh, – it tastes like – Chemicals. Chemicals mm-hmm. to me. It's like a mouthful of pennies. Yeah. Just um, the worst. It's gross. It really is. Coke Zero, on the other hand, I'm pretty sure it's embalming fluid, but it goes down so smooth. It goes so smooth. And you and I have been sitting there drinking Dr. Pepper like a couple of suckers for the last couple of weeks. This is true. Yeah. Um, although I have to say, like, uh, the wife and I took our kids to Target Um Ooh, Target. Yes, Target. Uh, took our kids to Target for the first time since the pandemic, which means it was actually Ben's first time ever. Um, did you get him a cookie. And they or had. Uh, like, I'm sorry. Did you get him a cookie or anything? That's like a big experience. <laughs> no, uh, we got him a toy. Like, um, we got toy? him. Um, you know how they've got like the stacking rings and stuff. This was. Um, stackable it, it was like an oscar the grouch um and he was sitting in his trash can but inside his trash can there were little nesting cups um with like you know fish skeletons and like old sneakers and different like trash things printed on them okay and then you stack that up and and then there's a cool like weeble wobble version of oscar the grouch that uh can go on top so there, Dad, how many hours you spend playing with that this afternoon <laughs> Actually, quite a few. <laughs> that that's one of those things where it was as much for as much for me as it was for him because I thought it was cute. Oh, I could hear that in your voice. I knew exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's the, the Oscar. Scary. The Oscar the Grouch has a cute little uh, little you know uh, grimace on his face that I was all about. Um. But uh, oh, the original reason I brought up the trip to Target, <laughs> they had a. Uh, a Dr. Pepper and cream soda that sounded good to me, but they did not have it in diet, so I didn't pick it up. You know, I've gotten the the high test version because my my old boss um, recommended it, and uh, yeah. he's not wrong. It's the slap; it's real good. Uh, maybe I'll have to just get the high test then. Um, I was hoping they'd have a twenty ounce of it. I, I would have gotten a twenty ounce, but I only saw two liters and twelve packs, and I didn't want to commit to like a, a two liter a in case it was nasty. To. Right. But uh, maybe I will now. Um, so Moose Winooskis. Um, yes. You get a choice of milk juice or unlimited pop. Mm-hmm. With Camp I would get the unlimited pop because, of- because they would bring you an IBC root beer in a little paper bag like it was like it was booze. Well, that's cute. It was. They had a lot of like cute stuff. There was like, you know, butcher paper on the uh, table so you could draw on it. 
Sounds like a real Jack Astor's situation. Yeah, but with animatronic mooses. I think I think the proper word for that is meese. Mm. We'll, we'll go to the moosen. Moosen. <laughs> moosen. <laughs> that's Matt McKenna's laugh at a joke that's 35 years old. At this point, it probably is. Yeah. Oh, God. Have you seen him? He looks like the Crypt Keeper now. It's wild. <laughs> I gotta look him up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Jesus, I was not expecting these two macro loggers to hit as hard as they did. I, I, I'm chalking it up to drinking them really fast. Yeah, you did pretty much shotgun them. So, yeah, I, I took those beers to pound town like you dome those things. I don't, yeah. By the way, I don't know why I said shotgun. That was a very weird <laughs> shotgun. Transcending English at this point. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. Shoot him for it, run now. Hey, you know what's a good song? Shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I enjoy it. It was in Misery, which has a lot of snow, like parts of Canada. Yes, parts of Canada do have snow. That, that is true. I don't know if they do. Um, none of it. You like none of it. I know that because I saw all of your your social media posts <laughs> talking about none of it. I I only <laughs> I I did multiple versions of that joke only because nobody like was like good none of it joke. <laughs> who would tell me who would? I'm dying to know what. I don't know somebody from Illiquit, which I, is the capital of none of it. Oh my god, you've been holding that in your back pocket all goddamn day. So you've got you've got uh here here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> okay. Are, are we doing Canadian geography facts now? We we are. There are, uh none of it is the uh most recent addition to to Canada as a as a a province. Very not well. a state. Very well done. They've got 13 of them provinces. Name them in yeah. alphabetical order. In alphabetical, I can't do alphabetical. I, I can name them all. Alberta. I promise you. Well, yes, Alberta is in the the first spot there. British Columbia. So you've got Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. You've got Ontario, Quebec, Prince Edward Island, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Uh, Prince Edward Island, uh, Nova Scotia. Yukon Territory. Oh, fuck me. British Columbia. Did I say Saskatchewan? I did, because that was the ASM part. Yep. Fuck. You've missed one, I think. Did you say New Brunswick? I don't think you did. New Brunswick, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> That's geography with McKenneth. Yes. Welcome to McKenneth's Geography Corner. Now sit back as I sing O Canada and make all of the Canadian listeners pull over to the side of the road and stand up. It's time Not really. for us to do our, our our medley of Gordon Lightfoot uh classics. Um also, so just the one? Just the one? Yeah, well, just the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's gonna be the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and then we're gonna um 
segue into Bruce Coburn's Lovers in a Dangerous Time. Um, and that's going to be our big finish. Yeah. Um, so like, <laughs> you know, it's a good Canadian what, what, band, what, Rush. Rush is a good Canadian band. Rush is a Canadian band. Yes. They're very good. Actually, we, <laughs> we, we decided to save this yeah. for the show like months ago. And I don't know if you remember this. No. But uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that you don't. You were like, not a rush guy. I was like, save it. Save it for the show. All right, let's do this. Yeah, rush is not good. Incorrect. Okay, why? Why? Yes, why? You have two and a half virtuosic musicians. Um. I, we could call it three if you want to give Alex Lifeson that much. Um, playing interesting music. I mean, here's the thing. Neil Peart, musically interesting, lyrically not great. He's super into Ayn Rand, which is not a thing I'm super into because um, I think most of that's bullshit. But like musically, they're fun. They're interesting. They're a band that realized they didn't need giant amp stacks on the stage. So they replaced it with washer dryers and, and rotisserie chicken machines. Like it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. But how many time signatures do you need in one song? Clearly you have no idea what my musical tastes are. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, I don't know. So Getty Lee sounds like, uh, Alvin, the chipmunk with his nuts cotton of ice. Um, I just, I don't know. The vast majority of Rush, I'm not super into. Um, That's fair. You listen to Mumford and Sons. It's all fine. Whatever. Fuck off. I listen to two <laughs> Mumford and Sons albums, and all of a sudden I'm the bad guy. <laughs> don't get hurt by this. <laughs> I, I will say, like, Limelight is a great song. Uh, Tom Sawyer's pretty okay. Um, I'm just, no, I'm just not a big Rush guy. Like, and I, I, it's basically Canada and, you know, Buffalo and Rochester. Everyone else is agreed. Rush sucks. And Brazil loves them too. Fair enough. Okay. Whatever. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not that big a Terry Pratchett guy. So, or Terry, Terry Gilliam guy. So I don't know. Oh, Jesus Why? Christ. <laughs> uh, Anthem is a great song. I also enjoy Primus, which is probably why I enjoy, enjoy Rush. It's two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a crazy bassist. Yeah, I enjoy a crazy bassist. Crazy talented bassist. It's 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 Getty Lee. It's uh, uh, the guy from Primus whose name escapes me. That's Les Claypool. Yes. Thank you. Christ. That was going to drive me nuts. And then uh, John Entwessel. Um, yeah, he was also good. Yeah. Like, I mean, have you ever heard true. like uh, have, have you ever heard like isolated John Entwessel tracks? They're insane. It, I, I give him credit for playing entire chords. Yeah. I don't think anybody was really doing that before him. No, they really weren't. Not on bass. Like, I, you know, you listen to like the, the isolated bass track on like uh, Bob O'Reilly live and it should just be like, boo, boo, boo. But he's like, boo, it's like, yeah. He's all over the place. No, no reason that it should be like that other than he, that he's playing bass against Keith moon. 
Right. That's, yeah, if you have a really good rhythm section, everything else is awesome. And that's why Rush is good. Because Neil Peart, also one of the greatest drummers that's ever lived. Sure. I mean, he had enough drums to make it, you know, interesting. Uh, The the biggest drum kit outside of maybe Tommy Lee, but never really flew through the air. He actually just used the drums. Yeah. I mean, Tommy Lee was just too busy booting heroin. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I don't know, man. Like, I just... Okay, here's what I'll do. I'll I'll do what I did when I was... uh, cleaning up the yard the other day, I'll, I'll go on Spotify and in, instead of, uh, you know, nineties hip hop, I'll put on like the rush channel. Yeah. I would say it, it, you can make it through about eight rush songs, you know, spirit of radio is a goodie <laughs> anthem. Y Y Z the trees is Corny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was the name of that song? Oh, I'm sorry. Y Y Z. There you um, go. I'm from Rochester. This is what we do. It's CMF. Um, <laughs> it is not the name. That's right up there with like this band is called Talking Heads. <laughs> that, that song is called YYZ. That's YYZ. Anyway. <coughs> it's a Z. That's our language. We do it that way. I'm not I'm not mm. a, I'm not a Canadian completely. Um yeah. So yeah, I think there's about eight good songs. Which I would argue, you know. Makes you a decent That's all you band. really need to like a, song, a band. Right. Yeah. How many songs is that band going to play live? Uh, well, they're all 42 minutes long, so. I, I mean, I did see them once and they played all of 2112 in its, in its entirety and it was kind of great. Yikes. See, uh, the closest I've come to that is uh, I, I saw The Who play uh, Quadrophenia. Oh, that would be uh, cool. It was pretty cool. Um, I mean, half the band was dead. So Keith Moon had to make an appearance via, you know, video. The ghost screen. Yes, exactly. Um, but then, you know, after that, they played, you know, the stuff that I actually wanted to see. The hits. Uh, which was awesome. Yeah, no, this was just like in the middle of their set. They played all of 2112. Nice. It was free tickets. It was great. My high school girlfriend's father went to the same smoke shop as Wee's. So... He went and picked up his cigars and got free show, free tickets for whatever show was at Darien. Uh, Weez used to live right around the corner from me. Hey, look at that. Yeah. I, you know, if you ever come over, <laughs> we can, we can drive past it and I can point it out and say, yeah, he picked up a, a desk that my wife got rid of that she put on the, you know, sidewalk with a free sign. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he really needed a free fucking desk. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, he lives uh, in Florida now. He just remotes in. Is that right? I didn't know he moved all the way to Florida. Good for him. Yeah, I, I think that's what the, the what Jess told me. Good for him. But uh, yeah, she uh, she would have to fill in every once in a while on his show. That's cool. I worked with his son at Apple for a minute. Ah, that was fine. Yeah, um, seems like it would be. Yeah. What was I saying? Oh yeah, Rush. Uh, I I did yard work for Dave Kane when I was a kid. There, there's there's all of our Rochester rock history. I got the Scorpions' "Rock You Like a Hurricane" album for raking Dave Kane's front yard. I saw Foreigner in uh, Oswego. <laughs> what were they doing? Cleaning windshields. No, they were playing Harbor Fest. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was that same year that I walked around with a messenger bag full of Keystone Light that was really warm and never got drunk. Mm. That was mistakes all around that year, huh? I guess so. I mean, you know, the fireworks display was fantastic, but, you know, other than that, just right. man. Drinking all day, never got drunk. Oh, nothing worse. On piss warm Keystone Light. No, that's which worse. I would posit is the worst kind of Keystone Light. Coming never to the Beer Review Journal, Keystone Light. Oh, so I shouldn't tell you about next uh, episode then, huh? Not doing it. <laughs> yeah, th- Try I, everything, Matt. Here's the line in the sand. We we need a little bit of room between macro episodes after Coors Light and these two abominations. Uh, yeah, we have. we Yeah, we, we don't really do macros very often, and we just kind of loading them up the last couple. Yeah, we sure did. Sure did. Goodness. Um, um, yeah, I have actually no, no idea what we're going to do next time. You know what it might be time for? What's that? Saisons. Yeah, we can say that, but I think people are getting getting glued at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the more we tease it, the more excited they'll be when we actually do it. This is possible. It's the fabled Saison's episode. <laughs> it's, it's yes, really this is our be- the the McElroy's finally put out episode four twenty. We can finally do the Saisons episode. I feel like we have to run the bit a little longer because it was a full year before they did actually a year and change, right? Yeah, at least. I don't think I was listening to Mabimam yet before before episode four twenty hit. Well, this is episode five eighty, so it's been <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's three been years? a while. It's been three or four years. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um but yeah. Hey, we we should probably uh, start thinking about closing out the tab and maybe talk a little bit about what's going on uh, on the Lunch Door Podcast Network. Oh, my God. There's so much. There's so much. So much. Um, We're a growing family. The Lunch Door Podcast Network. Uh, We just added a new show a couple days ago. It was an evergreen show, so we'll call it a couple days ago. It's Project Creator. Our good friend Dennis is putting that together. It's conversations with creatives about the creative process. Um, Still waiting for our invitation. Uh, I think once we determine that either of us are creative, he'll invite us on. Um, Nothing on that? Just nothing. I I was thinking about it, like... But I didn't want to step on you. (laughs) (laughs) This time. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, what stopped you? We've been doing this for a year and a half. Um, so, yeah, we've got the Interstate Wrestling Podcast. Um, my brother, oh, plural brothers, my kayfabe brother and my real brother, um, do maybe my favorite wrestling podcast. Um, they get in-depth into the nerdery of pro wrestling. They, they kind of, what's James always say? They, they just geek out about wrestling. They nerd out about wrestling. Oh boy, I can't wait! <laughs> I cannot wait. I can't either. Uh, it's I can't so wait good. to hear. <laughs> that, oh. That's not what I sound like, Blue. Is it? <laughs> he's he's going to be motherfucking you from. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about that. Yeah, but it's a great wrestling podcast. Even if you're not a big wrestling fan, it's it's fun to listen to. You know, I, I think no that's can can confirm because I'm not like as we covered in our last episode. Like I am not a wrestling fan, but um, 
you know, just as a, for instance, like I went through my third re-listen of Taz balance recently. Um, not, on but the when Lynch I saw, network. I'm sorry, not on the Lynchador network, but no, not on the Lynchador network, but it's you know, a fine network. Uh, but when I saw interstate wrestling podcast has a new episode out, pop up on my phone, I was like, Oh, pause this, go listen to that. Yeah, we've got that. We've got Caleb versus self. We've yeah. got the, the archive episodes of mind of Magnus, um, which new episodes might be coming soon. Magnus and I have been having conversations about what comes next in the, the mind of Magnus universe. Um, anomaly presents. We've got a new episode of that coming out on Monday. Um, that's uh, tales, uh, not tales from the crypt. That's not right. McKenneth. It's not right at all. It's no. uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh. Um, and then a couple weeks <laughs> I like that you did Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 before you did any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. Right, because it needs its time in the sun. This is probably true. That That's the one with uh, Dennis Hopper, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, bug fuck Dennis Hopper. Um, Bill Mosley is one of the funniest characters that's ever existed and ter- most terrifying uh, characters ever existed on film. Uh, yeah. we, we go into that along with, I don't know how long the sidebar will be about the Stanley cup, but seems apropos to bring it up in the middle of our Canadian episode. Um, we've got mimosas with my besties just started their Thursday season. Um, yeah, Aaron second episode, uh, came out today. I think it was. Yes. Yeah. And who am I missing? Us, obviously. Um, yeah. Us. Um, you know, the best show ghosts in the graveyard will come out sometime. Um, in spooky I, I'm, I'm thinking hard about that one because I, <laughs> the pace at which I write is not conducive to a podcast. So that might end up just being a, a, a horror themed podcast, uh, that occasionally features short stories written by me. You know what? We'll, we'll, I have ideas for this. We'll take off the air. So we'll, we'll talk about ghosts in the graveyard at a later date. Um, but yeah, the, the universe is growing. Our family is growing. I am so excited to, to have everybody on with us. If you haven't given any of those shows a listen, please do. Cause all of them are great. Yeah, um, no, that, that, that's one thing I can definitely say, uh, you know, we, we want to give a voice to, you know, just about anyone. Um, but the voices that we are uh, currently broadcasting out into the uh, ether are really great. They're, they're just, they, they have a passion for what they're talking about. And I think that's kind of the unifying thing about Lunchador as I kind of stand there and look at everything. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's people that are, are passionate about whatever they're talking about. You know, mimosas, you, you can feel the friendship between Siobhan and Aaron and and whoever's in with them that that week you know they've, they've kind of they're they're also expanding their universe and bringing more guests in uh that are close to them and it's kind of fun to listen to you know the love they have for each other and how that kind of manifests itself there's the love you and i have for each other on this show uh and whatever shitty beers we make each other drink uh, yeah. josh and james love uh, wrestling and kind of the, the community and camaraderie around that. Um, Dennis, the creative process and the passion that goes into making stuff. And Caleb, 
Caleb has a passion for making people open up in, in ways that I haven't seen very often. He's a very talented interviewer and I, I'm, I'm super stoked. He's doing it with us too. So yeah, if, if I were to give you the million dollar lunch door pitch, it's come listen to people be passionate about the stuff they're passionate about. Um, it's kind of a nice boost in your day to hear, hear the joy. Hear the joy, the, the Lunch Door Podcast Network. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Like we, we've got a, a bevy of great podcasts uh, for you to to listen to and, and consume and enjoy. Um, and you know, I I couldn't think of a, a better group of people to you know just like be connected with, uh, even tangentially. Um. So I'm, I'm very proud to be part of this network. We've got a happy little family started. We really do. Uh, we also have um, a new batch of socials for the Lunchador Podcast Network. Uh, you can check us out at, uh, at Lunchador Podcasts on Instagram um, and at Lunchador on Twitter, if I remember correctly. Uh, at Lunchador Pod. Oh, at Lunchador Pod on Twitter. Um on the Instagram, uh, we are, you know, running sort of little profiles on everybody who uh, does podcasts on the network. Um, a very talented uh, social media manager <laughs> is handling that for us, who may talented, or may not be a member of this show. Handsome. Clever. Handsome. Um, a generous lover. Um, <laughs> um but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, again, please, please, please check out uh, the other podcasts if you're listening to us, because maybe you'll find something you like at least as much as this show or maybe even better. Who knows? But, you know, keep listening to this one, please. Please, please do. We need please, for attention. the love of God. Please. Yes. We love your attention. <laughs> we love your attention so much. We crave it. <laughs> um. And, and you can show us some of that attention uh, at this show's socials, which are at Beer Reviewed Journal on Instagram, at Beer Reviewed JNL on Twitter. Uh, I am at McKenneth Blue on those. Uh, he's at Dreaded Matt. And I think now's as good a time as any to cash in the tab, Matt. Let's do it. So from all of us here at the Beer Reviewed Journal, try everything especially our good friends on the Lynchador Podcast Network. Hell yeah, boy. I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. Cheerio!